Hello, this is Gary Miller, president of the University of Akron. We're honored to have you listen to our podcast series, Diverse Engineering, which is made possible thanks to the generous support of our gold sponsors, GPD Group and Continental Contatech. The University of Akron and our community partners are committed to the success of students from around the world and in our own backyard. We're especially proud of the contributions and successes that have resulted from the hard work, determination, and dedication of our students of color. Please enjoy our podcast. Welcome to Diverse Engineering, a podcast celebrating the stories, voices, contributions, and innovations of minorities to their fields of engineering. What does CAD, computer automated design, microphones, video games, color TV, wireless phones, artificial hearts, stents, and dishwashers all have in common? You guessed it. All were inventions or inventions that were significantly improved by historically excluded engineers. My name is Ebony Bond, and I am a mechanical engineering graduate from the notable University of Akron, and I will be your host for this podcast. This season honors minority professors and researchers in engineering at the university. You can expect to hear their stories about navigating their education and careers and hear about their research and the real world impact that they are making. For more information about our podcast and to stream past episodes, visit uakron.edu forward slash diverse engineering. This episode titled East Meets West features Dr. Wu Zhang Wang. Here's what you should know about GX. Dr. GX earned his bachelor's and master's degree from Xi'an Tong University in China and his PhD in mechanical engineering from the University of California at Santa Barbara in 1995. He then spent three years as a postdoc at State University of New York at Stony Brook and later joined the University of Akron in 1998 as an assistant professor in the Department of Engineering, where he was later tenured and promoted to associate professor in 2004. GX research areas covers heat transfer, phase change and manufacturing and material processing. He has authored and co-authored more than 80 journal papers and another 90 conference papers and now spends most of his time in undergraduate teaching. We look forward to sharing your story and your impact as a researcher. And want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us here today. Uh, how do you feel about being here? Thank you very much. It's my honor to be here. Oh, for sure. It's my honor to, to do the podcast. I'm going to try not to cry, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try. <laughs> All right. So if you could tell us a little bit about where you're from and what was the culture or your relationship um, to education and context of where you're from? Well, uh, I grew up in China. That is a, a far countryside away from the big cities. Okay. Well, as you know, all Chinese somehow emphasize education. So I went to uh, Xi'an Jiaotong University okay. in 1979. Okay. And uh, I spent four years there. And then I uh, went to graduate school. Okay. That is um, another, well, I spent two and a half years in uh, graduate school. I was okay. planning to stay in the university to be a teacher. Mm. And uh, then at that time, there was a good relationship between China and uh, America. So everybody, all those good students and looking <laughs> to have a better education in U.S. So that's where I, how brought me to U.S., mm. Santa Barbara. And I, I came to U.S. through an exchange program. Okay. Where our university was Santa Barbara. And I decided to, you know, stay to get my full degree there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, took a while. We enjoy Santa Barbara very much. The very nice、uh, weather, good beach.、Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I, I even have family, so I have two children、uh, born at Santa Barbara. Okay. And,、uh, yeah. So yeah, that's how、uh, bring me here.、Mm-hmm. So you know, we were talking before the podcast about you know what <clears throat> education is like in China. I think for me, my perception of like the Chinese education was that it was very rigorous,、um, and that the students were like very hardworking, and they had to be very hardworking.、Um, but you were saying that. Yes, education is important, but in context of like science and engineering and, and technology, is not as advanced. Is it, can you speak to that a little bit? And do you, how, how do you feel about what values were instilled in you, given that context? And you know, how did you take that with you then coming over here to America to finish your studies? Yeah, that that's a very good question. Is somehow、uh, there is a culture difference, and、uh, West and、uh, East, I would say. First of all, as a child, grew up in China,、mm-hmm. and uh, you are uh, the family or the parents emphasize the hard work.、Mm-hmm. So nowadays, you heard、uh, when you say go to school, have fun, and、uh, <laughs> that concept never be you know in Chinese culture. So study, go to school means hard work.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is something kind of、uh, emphasized again and again.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in that regard, so mentally, all Chinese children somehow prepare to do hard work,、mm-hmm. and you are supposed to, you know, do competitions everywhere. That is the problem.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's hard to compete to win. So it's very stressful in that regard.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, but once you, if you can win th- and go through the process, especially. Now we have this uh, uh, nationwide uh, entrance exam program to、mm-hmm. go to college, and then you somehow you secure your position in the society, and that probably also provide like some kind of award or re-emphasize the importance of so-called education.、Mm-hmm. So somehow education has a very different aspects,、mm-hmm. um, not just learning the、uh, knowledge or gain the skills, but more. If you are talking about the education in China, is the path you know to go to the higher society.、Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting when you say so-called education. Why do you put the air quotes around education? Yeah, well, I don't know. But、uh, when you're talking about education,、uh, most of the time, from teacher point of view, is learning the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all nowadays, as a mechanical engineer. Uh, engineering professor, we emphasize skill development mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and、uh, analytical skill, computer skill, whatever you know, experimental skills. And、um, but education, and at least、uh, if my language、uh, okay in that sense, my understanding is probably just more than that.、Right? Mm-hmm. Especially in China, we talk about education translate to Chinese words, and that is. A, Not just learning the skills; it's、mm-hmm. a whole, you know, package associated with.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like more like a way of life、right. than yeah. yeah. Yeah, so th- that is how you see. You are not only needed to learn things; that's good. Usually, but that's not enough.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, you needed to、uh, compete to excel in the classroom and to better than other people in、mm-hmm. that things, so you can climb the higher la- ladder. And、um, 
the all associated with so-called education. That's mm. you, that's what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was speaking beforehand about how in, in high school I had, you know, a calculus uh, class where we had a foreign exchange student from China and he hadn't where we were in calculus and to him, he was prepared to join calculus, not knowing that we had a whole year pre-calculus. And so he was behind a whole year and he spent four weeks studying everything that we learned in a year. So that, you know, my perception of what it meant to like work hard and be like that dedicated came from like my direct experience with someone, you know, in high school from from China. So you were talking about how sciences and engineering and all those things weren't actually like emphasized or that developed in the education system in China. So how did you find out that you wanted to study mechanical engineering? That's a very good question. Well, unfortunately, in my time, the resource of higher education is was very limited. Mm-hmm. We have uh, only probably like less than 10% of high school graduate has a chance to go to college oh, wow. in my time. So it's very selective, very competitive. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we in China, they have this so-called uh, Gao Kao. It's like national entrance exams. Mm-hmm. Most of Asian countries have similar system. Mm-hmm. So that is the whole high school graduate class, mm-hmm. whole nation will the same day, same time, take one exam. Wow. That's one for all. You pass, you pass. You don't pass, next year you might give another try. Mm-hmm. So uh, once uh, you pass exam, it's a pure score, grade point-based system. Mm-hmm. So in the one point, you earn one more point you might have had of thousands of people, uh, not exaggerated. Wow. wow. So in that case, and uh, you do not really have much choices to what you're going to study mm-hmm. and which school you go. Mm-hmm. It's based on how well you do in your test. Right. Like your based test says you're a mechanical engineer. And uh, there's not some good story there, but uh, <laughs> I will not say... We uh, like stories. <laughs> it's not as simple as say, there's not a choice for sure, but uh, to each person, eventually in some school, my score is uh, was pretty good okay. in that yeah overall. So Xi'an Jiao Tong University, my uh, school was that time probably like top five schools in the nation. So yeah. it's very hard to get in, like an Ivy League here. Yeah, but yeah. The, but the also you know there are some major is hot than others, okay. right? Like okay. nowadays it's very difficult to get, for example, even the Ohio State to computer program. Okay. Yeah, and uh, same thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, mechanical engineering, or more our time, folks on energy, power transition, those things, mm. uh, were not very popular uh, major. Mm. So, but anyway, we got kind of stuck into this by the, you know, random distribution of the system mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. for this way. It's not my first choice, <laughs> but I, but as you know, uh, as a country boy, uh, grew up uh, in the countryside. Never be. Uh, I never been in the big city before. Mm-hmm. I came to Xi'an. This is it's a big city. Mm-hmm. My school, so it's uh, everything I'm looking for. So I I don't complain about it. Just right. put that way. So right. uh, we'll just keep doing the best in, in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you say it wasn't your first choice. What was your first choice? 
now think back because after so many years, uh, I really enjoy more history, social study. You can tell. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, think about the philosophical questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to tell, mm-hmm. but. Uh, uh, I also I, I remember my time. The best choice probably is in something like a modern computing and uh, electronic industry, mm-hmm. and uh, so not power plant because of the name they uh, they name our major is called a boiler. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you don't go to college to study boiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, still so to this th- day, I would not yeah, be interested. Yeah, like in a it. power plant. Yeah. So power plant is still quite uh, um, high tech in that sense, but the mm. boiler is <laughs> uh, not. Yes, and kind of uh, kind of boring. Yeah. So, but anyway, it turns out that is really is one of the best major in China, mm. and because uh, I remember when I was in high school, we even did not have electricity. Oh wow. I we studied uh, use the oil name mm-hmm. and to prepare for the exam. Mm-hmm. So you work very hard to the you know not midnight, but it's very late. So mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, now you see after how many years I graduated in nineteen eighty three. So that's mm-hmm. almost forty years now. Mm-hmm. Now all, all villages have electricity, road, everything, mm-hmm. and they produce how five times more electricity. Even than U.S. now has oh, wow. produced. So, uh, and my number may be wrong, but it's a huge number. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, most of my classmates, uh, because we are trained as a power engineers, basically, mm-hmm. they either go to power plant manufacturer or power plant, you know, operators, okay, or power plant designers. Wow. So that is how you you think back. That's how they contribute to the society. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good major mm-hmm. and a good profession. To that be. makes sense because yeah. the need of the country yeah, was, that's, that's, was that's, that way. That's yeah. So you mentioned you were you were a country boy, and then you went to Xi'an and that you know big city life. What was it like going from there to even America? And then also, what was the contrast in the engineering education um, between the two? That's a very good question in the sense. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is the development, and I was I always think back is that I'm really very lucky mm-hmm. uh, in the things our generation or my uh, myself experienced from very low level of development mm-hmm. to probably to highest the best you can have in right. the, you know nowadays. And I, I mentioned when I grew up, we did not have electricity, mm-hmm. we did not have uh, uh, flow water. Mm-hmm. And uh, even nowadays, um, my left shoulder is higher than the right one. In the water. <laughs> yeah, kind. The reason is because yeah. when I was uh, like six or seven, we have to fetch the water from the well. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's like half miles away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm the eldest one in the family. Okay. The most of charts uh, is on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so you can think how things changing. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, so it's big step. Well, I I had my all elementary school study, uh, in the uh, small village. My mother was my you know uh, elementary school teacher. Oh wow! She has uh, so it's a small village. We cannot we could not afford basic uh, big school. Mm-hmm. 
So what they do is they they basically they put a big hall of the house mm-hmm. and they put some tables there. Mm-hmm. So we have about probably twenty or thirty kids, mm-hmm. and we have first grade, second grade, third grade in the one room. Oh wow! So she's taking care of everybody basically like that. Oh wow! Yeah, I started study really early, probably less than uh, younger than five years old. Because my mother has no babysitter, is just sitting in her ro- uh, classroom, right? <laughs> and, and then grow with uh, uh, her, you know, great. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. very young when I went to college. Yeah, yeah, it's about sixteen. Oh wow! Yeah, over the fifteen oh, years wow. old. So you can see the things change really fast. Mm-hmm. So when it came to the end, that was surprise, a very big shock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came to stay in 1988. Okay. Yeah, that was the time. China was just opened it up, and uh, there was a lot of uh, academic exchange. Mm-hmm. But uh, from technical or scientific point of view, Chinese was way behind the mm-hmm. whole world, not just the U.S. U.S. is the best in, in the technologies, science, and everything mm-hmm. yeah, you can see. So that was the first time uh, I took an airplane, for example. I flew from Beijing to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had very bad language. Cannot speak English. Cannot understand English. That mm-hmm. really is the uh, worst part. Mm-hmm. I still remember I landed on uh, Los Angeles, and uh, I was so excited and uh, see big cities and uh, no end. You never mm-hmm. saw that before. First time from the airplane, and uh, then I need to go to Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And I tried to ask how to get to Santa Barbara,、mm-hmm. and the lady in the booth told me, "Oh, you go to take a bus." But I cannot understand one word from her. <laughs> It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You can see the huge change from China to U.S.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. is is a culturally and also the level of living standard. Mm-hmm. That is also、um, has quite a big shock.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier that you were going to be a teacher. So, what inspired you to want to be a teacher? Then I just mentioned my mother was a teacher. So、uh, when I was very young, and my mother taught her school in a small village、mm-hmm. where you don't have official school.、Mm-hmm. But as things goes on, and then they start build the buildings for real schools,、okay. and then. You have a teacher live in school, so since then I never out of school in my whole life. Oh wow! <laughs> Because、uh, when I was uh, in uh, elementary school, middle school,、uh, my home, my house, inside on、uh, campus in school, and then I went to high school. It was a boarding school,、mm-hmm. so I lived in、uh, on campus. I went to college, and、uh, so I never in my whole life I never out of school basically,、wow. and、uh, somehow it's just very natural to be a teacher. Yeah,、uh, I, I do enjoy to be a teacher. I find out this is probably the best profession for you. Yeah, <laughs> for many people, not just、mm-hmm. for me. I I, I don't know.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I say of all the professors that we've interviewed, they're very fond of being teachers. Like they found out that. That's their sweet spot. They like teaching. So, what do you teach? What classes do you teach? And how would you describe that to someone who has no engineering context?、Uh, I came to U.S. Akron U. First assignment 
is the thermodynamics. Okay. You know that. Mm -hmm. And the heat transfer. Mm -hmm. So I taught these two courses for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And recently I moved a little bit away from this uh, uh, class. I can tell you a little bit later. How to explain what's the thermodynamics, what's the heat transfer. And probably you will say I'm teaching how to build up refrigerators, okay. uh, air conditioners. Okay. Yeah, that is probably uh, how can be related to okay. uh, see how you make your uh, build your refrigerator okay. and what how you know refrigerator works. That is what we need the class about. Okay. Let me put that way. Okay. Do you have a favorite class that you like to teach? Well, I have taught quite a few classes uh, uh, in, um, offered in the department. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me put it this way. I have taught half of the classes the Akron U Department of Mechanical Engineering offered mm -hmm. and belong to the so-called thermal fluid sciences. Mm -hmm. And after so many, I think I probably like thermodynamics best. Mm. So uh, I can really call myself a thermodynamist. Okay. A teacher of thermodynamics. Um, so in, in 2006, you became a visiting professor to a school in China. How did that come about? And are you still teaching there? Or It's always true that U.S. Uh, has an edge in technology, in science. So we're doing much better job in all aspects. So many of those uh, of my classmates, they are also, they were professors uh, back in China. They say, mm -hmm. oh, how about you give a, me, uh, give us a visit, tell us mm -hmm. uh, what you were doing in U.S., uh, how it's a different system and uh, what they can learn, right? mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so you see, as a professor, you have a whole summer kind of free in, mm -hmm. in that way. Praise the Lord. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was. So I went to uh, China, uh, visit my family. Mm -hmm. I have brothers, sisters uh, uh, back in China. Oh wow! So I was staying like a month or two to uh, do some uh, teaching. Uh, some of my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you said mentioned teaching is your favorite thing. What does teaching mean to you? Uh, first of all, what is the teaching? Mm -hmm. And you can treat it as a job, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Most of us does. It does provide a salary and the money <laughs> to the family. And the professor does not earn much, but uh, we do have very decent income. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm very happy and I don't really have any complaint. Mm -hmm. Now, to, to be a good teacher is very difficult mm -hmm. in, in many aspects, mm -hmm. especially in the higher education university. Um, professorship is very difficult because there are so many uh, requirements mm -hmm. in that regard. Mm -hmm. If you are in a good elite uh, university, Ivy League universities, you probably focus more on research mm -hmm. instead of teaching mm -hmm. because the selection of the students um, you know, very rigorous and very strict. So the kids came to the, those schools are well prepared. Mm -hmm. Akron U is very unique in mm -hmm. that thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a very good university, has a very good research teaching balanced program. Mm -hmm. But the uh, university, at least uh, when I came, is so-called open uh, door policy, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever you got a higher uh, high school uh, diploma, you can come to Akron U to get an education. Mm -hmm. And the engineering is difficult. You, you needed to have a good training in physics, in math, 
those you have to have before you can really uh, do a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, we have very good group of students. Mm-hmm. They well prepared. They know what they want. They do very well. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, we also have a group of student not that really well prepared mm-hmm. in their high school. All kind of reasons, right? And so you have all kind of students. They don't really well prepared mm-hmm. to be a professor here. You you have a choice. Then just go to classroom, do your teaching, mm-hmm. and uh, finish your job. Doesn't really matter. You do good or bad.、Mm-hmm. But if you really wanted to do good job, then you need to consider all those.、Mm-hmm. You needed to feel make those well prepared students. And not bored,、mm-hmm. and、uh, they have learned since to learn, <laughs> <Not> right? <bored. laughs> and we have lots of kids bored in the、uh, classroom. And uh, <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, you also take care of those students who are struggling.、Mm-hmm. And Akron is a, a school, a community school. It's、mm-hmm. not really very traditional. University because everybody, many of us stay home、mm-hmm. and have part-time job.、Mm-hmm. So how to accommodate those? While、well, you do, you make sure everybody really get good education is a very challenging job.、Mm-hmm. So in that regard, teaching is not easy.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before we continue on with Dr. G X Wong's heartwarming story, I want to thank you for listening to this diverse engineering podcast series about the diverse engineering faculty at the University of Akron. My name is Amari Gambrell, and I am able to attend the University of Akron because of the diversity scholarships that I have received. These scholarships, which are offered through the College of Engineering and Polymer Science, make a huge impact in my academic success by reducing my financial need. If you would like to make a difference in an underrepresented engineering graduate student's academic career, please text WIE to seven one seven seven seven. Or give online at www.uakron.edu/giving/wie. In 2018, you got an award. What was that award? <laughs> that was a surprise.、Mm-hmm. I don't. I have no idea how I got the award. What was it? What was the award? But,、uh, best the teacher, that kind of thing.、Mm-hmm. Every year they they hand out one. But I I would say the my teaching was well received、mm-hmm. among my students.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do care very much. They they can feel that way.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, in that particular year, we had a very good group of、uh, heat transfer students.、Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that the time the year? <laughs> okay, did you do something <laughs> to get them the award? I didn't do anything to get you award. I didn't know you got that award until like I went to your office and you had mentioned、uh, it. I don't know a year or two later.、Yeah. Um, but I can say I remember going to your office and you said, "Hey, I'm not trying to be offensive or anything, <laughs> but I noticed we have a lot of non-white students, you know, this year, and I can't really get seem to get you guys engaged." And so you, I don't know, I think you like influenced me to set up a, a study group with us like weekly where we could go and ask questions, you know, and, and it'd be a safe space.、Um, and so. There's、um, a program,、um, a TV show, growing up that I would watch, and it was called Boy Meets World. 
And on Boy Meets World, they had a teacher that also was their neighbor. He was a teacher in middle school. After they left middle school, he was a teacher in high school. <laughs> After he left high school, he was a professor in college. And so to me, you were kind of like my Mr. Feeney <laughs> because I had you uh, for three different years, you know, always sitting in the front of the class, maybe coming in a few minutes late to, <laughs> to, to class, but sitting in the front. And you were giving a lecture about what is the purpose of teaching? You know, why be a teacher? And you were saying it's not to teach you what to think, but it's to teach you how to think. And I remember getting up in, the, you don't know this happened, but I know it happened. I got up in the middle of the class because I was about to cry and I didn't want to cry in front of you. So I went to the bathroom and then I like cried and then like came back and sat in class and like uh, finished the, the lecture. Uh-huh. So I probably can say on behalf of me and all of my peers, what you did for us did make a difference. And I know that we also had the highest graduating class of minority engineer, engineering students that year also. Well, I, I'm very grateful. I, I really appreciate the students' response. And uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you view very favorably with me, <laughs> with me and my peers. So, in your bio, you mentioned that you're involved in the engineering curriculum and trying to, you know, prepare the curriculum for the future. How do you see like the curriculum evolving? Yeah, that is uh, something I was uh, really working on recent years, uh, as you know. Uh, when I uh, was uh, first uh, came to uh, Akron U 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, I was teaching thermodynamics. He transferred those so-called fundamental courses. Mm-hmm. I never out of school, so I'm a little bit scared uh, to teach, for example, seniors classes. Mm-hmm. I don't have any industrial experience, uh, mm-hmm. so how can I teach kids to do ex- industrial stuff? Right. As Dr. Gross, Dr. Uh, Roman, they, okay. um, Dr. Roman, I'm sorry, they passed away mm-hmm. recently because of COVID. I really miss him. Mm-hmm. And the, he really taught me how to be a, a good teacher. Mm-hmm. So I kind of move up to senior level of teaching. Mm-hmm. So that tell me I'm an old guy now. <laughs> <laughs> not young anymore. <laughs> So I was not thinking because the fundamental courses, uh, the contents are same forever. Basically, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. don't really see too much difference. But uh, even mm-hmm. for those, mm-hmm. the computers, modern technology changed everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I moved to the higher uh, senior level courses, I'm teaching thermal system component, TSC, you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching HVAC. This is the air conditioning systems. Mm-hmm. Those courses are the ones uh, involve industrial practice and has a heavy, you know, uh, influence there. And uh, so, but the industry changed very fast. Mm-hmm. So how those change can be reflected in our teaching is a very big issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the technology, the computer change everything, mm-hmm. right? You don't have, you don't need to have the charts, have the big, you know, maps, uh, mm-hmm. find out the data. No, everything's computerized. Mm-hmm. How the computerized world um we are doing uh, good engineering teaching is a uh, um, big issue. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do something to incorporate the, those kind of change mm-hmm. in my classes. Even like yesterday, uh, I was uh, in my heat transfer class. There was such a thick book. We have how many? 13 chapters. Mm-hmm. But we only have 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we have a holiday. We have snow day. We cut one week off. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
there's no way to cover everything. Right. And the, the each year, the publishers make the book, textbook, <laughs> thicker and thicker. Mm -hmm. So how in to do a good teaching cover the basic fundamentals within such a short period of time mm -hmm. and the student have reasonable, adequate training mm -hmm. of the topic. And I guess uh, you mentioned how to study, mm -hmm. not just the what to study, mm -hmm. right? And uh, that is very challenging. Mm -hmm. It's kind of uh, how to say, the life you can make it easy, but it really can be difficult if mm -hmm. you want to do a better job. You want to do a good job. So what do you actually do to make sure that the curriculum is on par with what a student might experience when they graduate or to make it relevant to industry? Well, first of all, the co-op program help mm -hmm. to you know, keep us close you know, to the development practice in industry. Mm -hmm. And what I did uh, when I started to teach uh, senior class after uh, senior professors retired, somehow I got involved in this local uh, engineers, uh, local chapter mm -hmm. called ASHRAE. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a industry related to air conditioning and building those uh, uh, engineers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to their board meet meeting through some reason. I mm -hmm. cannot remember now. Mm -hmm. And then I find out half of the board members are our own graduate mm. from Akron U. And uh, the one guy, Eric Wright, for example, he just uh, opened his own company mm -hmm. and um, a consulting company for uh, building industry. And uh, he came to me, he said, Dr. Wong, do you remember me? I said, I, well, I saw your face, <laughs> but I don't know your name. So he introduced himself and he said he still remember one day he did have done something, something uh, in the classroom and uh, I used a paper hit his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I started to get communicated with those kids uh, and then I like to so introduce them to our own classroom. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I invited quite a few those old students mm -hmm. come to our classroom. And uh, so we'll seek their help to see how we can do better job mm -hmm. to incorporate, you know, new development into classroom. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And uh, another thing helps is I used to only teach one or two courses. Mm -hmm. So you don't see the picture of how the engineering program really uh, works. Mm. Now, I taught all thermal fluid science courses. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I can see the program from and like a bird eyes in the yeah. whole picture. Mm -hmm. that, that is challenging to be a <laughs> good professor in. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so you're actually listening to people in industry, your past students, and trying to incorporate that into your higher level classes. Um, every engineer has to have those fundamental kind of like hard skills before they even branch off and go into electrical or biomedical or mechanical. And I just thought that was so interesting because I felt like I would have been more confident and prepared, you know, as an engineer, even going into my other engineering classes because you pop up and then all of a sudden you're supposed to use this programming language, but you've never had any experience with it before. So it's kind of like learning twice because you have to learn how to use that language or that tool, and then you have to be able to utilize it. As a matter of fact, uh, 
We do have, you remember, recently introduced uh, what's called tools for mechanical engineer, uh, yeah. mechanical engineering. Mm -hmm. That class was designed for the purpose you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say, and the department really tried to get involved more mm -hmm. with uh, freshman students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We try to help our new coming students stay. That mm -hmm. is really the goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard. Mm -hmm. Engineer, not uh, that is really is a hard uh, reality. It's probably not anybody who who go to college really uh, good for engineering. Mm -hmm. You need to have a solid training in physics, mm -hmm. in math, mm -hmm. and uh, math. that is hard. Definitely math. Yeah. I think for people who aren't engineers, like I try to explain it to them because it's a whole different type of education. Like I'm trying to explain to people that the language of my degree is math. It's not English or like the language is math. So trying to explain that to, you know, other people to give them proper context. And I'm sure they probably still don't understand. But that, yeah. yeah, that's true. Especially if you consider the emphasis on the science and the math mm -hmm. were not enough in high school. And for example, if you really decided to go to engineering school, in high school, you you better have a good math class, probably better to go to like a AP calculus, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If it's not AP physics, at least some physics and chemistry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, not all schools mm -hmm. really emphasize those. So your advice to, you know, someone in high school would be to take as rigorous as math as you can and to have some kind of physics education if it's optional. Ohio State has very nice secondary education program. Mm -hmm. If it's nearby, you can come to Akron U to take those courses mm -hmm. without pay anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, that uh, work can serve both high school graduate credit mm -hmm. and also Akron U uh, engineering credit mm -hmm. that probably is like a win-win situation right right yeah and you don't have to rack up the student debt right um so you mentioned you know there's a lot of emphasis on being a, a researcher so if you could explain to us like what are your areas of research well i'm basically a mechanic engineer and deal with uh, what we call the thermal fluid science mm -hmm. so we're talking about uh, uh, machines mm -hmm. right we just mentioned uh, refrigerator, mm -hmm. air conditioner, mm -hmm. and the cars, mm -hmm. airplanes. And uh, so all our research is somehow around those. Mm -hmm. My particular uh, expertise uh, in the area, manufacturing, okay, like um, casting and like, how to say, is uh, to form the solid parts. Mm -hmm. That is uh, what's basically manufacturing about. Mm -hmm. During the process, there is always a so-called phase change from mm -hmm. liquid metal, for example, to a solid part because mm -hmm. the liquid you can easily to you know shape you mm -hmm. know to, manipulate it. Yeah, so that is uh, uh, my major research. I'm more a theoretical aspect, mm -hmm. so I develop mathematical equations and uh, develop numerical method. Use computer to solve those equations to predict and to understand and to predict what's happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. So to predict the behavior of how yeah. that liquid, you know, will behave or how it will turn right. into a solid. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So that uh, 
I got, of course, uh, also involved many other different uh, applications of overall thermal physics.、Mm-hmm. And for example, in summer, one summer to one to、uh, three, I went to、mm-hmm. Backman Laser Institute、mm-hmm. of University of Irvine,、mm-hmm. and、uh, what they、uh, were that is a、uh, medical、uh, laser institute.、Mm-hmm. So they what they do is a shine laser beam. On skin、mm-hmm. to get rid of、uh, some well, abnormality or whatever、mm-hmm. you may have,、mm-hmm. and、uh, when you laser shine on the surface of your skin,、right. you can burn your skin. Right, and、uh, you you only want to burn something you want to burn, right, but not regular health skins. Right, so you need the protection,、mm-hmm. and the protection of a、uh, laser heating skin. Is a heat transfer problem、mm-hmm. or thermal physics problem?、Mm-hmm. So I went there, set up experiment, and using like uh, uh, we we are using the refrigerant、mm-hmm. run inside the refrigerator as a coolant、mm-hmm. and、uh, to protect skins. So the research can be really diversified into、mm-hmm. different areas. And another area、uh, I got really interested is like a.、Uh, Cooling of electronic devices.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are、uh, study different uh, uh, cooling mechanism、mm-hmm. using different fluids. Like recently, we got involved、okay. use the like they call the supercritical fluids、mm-hmm. to、uh, as a coolant for the large computer. You know. The power computer devices、mm-hmm. that way, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I think I I had an internship at Dell where I kind of learned a little bit about that. Because there's so much if you have like this big room full of servers or storage systems, they radiate so much heat. Right. So、yeah. even having to you know, having to cool down an environment like that or come up with different components so that it doesn't run as hot will help save a company a lot of money so that they don't have to figure out how to cool it or how to prevent. Components from like overheating and then you know like melting or <laughs> yeah, you know that, being yeah, being destroyed.、Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you're like most proud of in your career so far? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> uh, at least not as I wished for, because、uh, when you get to the PhD program, you are supposed to do very big,、uh, successful research, and research is a very hard thing. You、mm-hmm. needed to have a smart. Have be smart, good vision. You need a little bit of luck too, <laughs> and they need not so many to support your research. <laughs>、mm-hmm. uh, I'm lucky enough to do lots of research, published quite extensively, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would say not to the level I wish to be. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's still something you probably wish to be proud of, though. <laughs> but I, I I do proud of some papers、uh, I wrote.、Mm-hmm. My PhD work was a really very successful one.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did uh, uh, two things. I developed some models. People still talking about use it,、mm. and、uh, I did an experiment. Have done a ex- really very、uh, difficult experiment and、uh, connect into extensive numbers、uh, data, and that is very useful.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something to be proud of. <laughs> if it's and even more so, like even if you're thinking there's something you should be proud of that you did later in your career, but there's something early in your career that you're saying you're proud of, and it still has you know stood the test of time. That's something to be proud of. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a hard to tell because <laughs> when you are in that 
I'm not really probably the best researcher in that sense. Uh-huh. It's okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You like being a good teacher. Um, do you feel like you had like a unique set of challenges as an Asian professor, academic, you know, professional, you know, in general? Um, the cultural shock mm-hmm. is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Also some barriers there. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think language probably uh, is the really the worst barrier I had to overcome. I, I still remember the first time was the year 1993. Mm-hmm. I went to ASME, American Society of Mechanical Engineers, annual meeting to present my research. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I didn't, you know, speak good enough language to really to present it. Mm-hmm. So the day I went to uh, and start to speak, I was literally shaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, really lucky. I had a very good professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Mass is my uh, sister's advisor. And uh, many of my success, if I have any, should really be in debt to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave me probably the best training as a PhD student you may, uh, you should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember to prepare for that presentation. I made and practiced the presentation probably five or six times no. in front of him. Uh-huh. And he recorded something I didn't do right and uh, then go back to practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, it mm-hmm. was very neat. A good memory, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, language was um, was the issue, mm-hmm. and um, because if you uh, when you cannot speak well, and you kind of uh, prohibit you to be more willing to talk to people mm-hmm. to communicate, mm-hmm. and that is very detrimental for career development. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably all careers, but especially in the academic field. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but the, of course, uh, as a Chinese uh, origin, there are some very good traits. I, I would say uh, something also helped too, right? Mm-hmm. And especially you grew up in a very harsh environment. Mm-hmm. You can overcome whatever difficulties mm-hmm. and in your life easier or better. So never feel something in like you can, ah, oh, that will be the end of the world, that kind right. of thing. Because right. you have seen even worse case. Mm-hmm. So to be like resilient, to keep. Yeah, that, that probably, push, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So like to, to switch gears, um, what do you enjoy doing outside of work? I had very active the life. So, well, family is important. Mm-hmm. The, when I was young, when, my wife and I had two children born at Santa Barbara <laughs> mm-hmm. when we, uh, I was a graduate student. Mm-hmm. We enjoy Santa Barbara so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be <laughs> from there. <laughs> we spent we quite a few years. And uh, so that time, probably really uh, most of the time spent besides work with, with the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, personally, I, I enjoy playing soccer Mm-hmm. Uh, myself mm-hmm. until my uh, the back was broken. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and uh, I played while basketball. 
that's only with Chinese fellows. Mm -hmm. They cannot compete with, uh, you know, the <laughs> mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. And well, I do enjoy reading when the kids grow up mm -hmm. and uh, I need to develop something new. <laughs> what do you, do you read currently? Is there anything that you're reading right now? As I uh, mentioned, I was a little bit interested in history, mm -hmm. especially scientific industry, uh, uh, history books. Uh, I'm teaching thermodynamics. Thermodynamic development has very rich history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's uh, hundreds of books written what happened in, in the 19th century. <laughs> and uh, that is uh, something I really enjoy very mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Another area I was enjoying reading is quantum mechanics, uh, oh, wow. physics, uh, historical development. That so I, I like sci-fi books mm. and the fantasy book too. Hmm. That's interesting. What is your desired impact or reputation when all is said and done? I don't really have much of those mm. because uh, in certain way. I'm quite a traditional Chinese intellectual or scholar, mm -hmm. uh, like old way. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the old Chinese uh, tradition, uh, intellectuals, you have two ways to go in the mm -hmm. life. You can go to uh, be a high officer mm -hmm. to help ruin the country, mm -hmm. make policies, make your name. And if you cannot do that, not everybody has a chance or ability to do then you should uh, keep a good life of your own to do something intellectual. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, I'm not really the person, you know, seeking the high <laughs> uh, position. So I like to live a good life of my own mm -hmm. to be good for to the society. So that is usually the way how I look. Because uh, uh, in order to be successful, like a political or whatever, this kind of uh, even financial, you really need to seek lots of things um, beyond, for example, teaching, research, your simple life. Mm -hmm. So I never really saw seek those aspects. So I like to be a good teacher and a good father mm -hmm. and family man. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, and do something enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so to have fun. <laughs> Is that what uh, I'm hearing you say? Have fun, as I mentioned. It's not in my philosophy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Enjoy, enjoying something is different than fun. I don't know. I yeah. got, sometimes I got confused myself. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> well, what life should be. Mm -hmm. But I, at least the one thing is to be uh, honest is that you live a life you feel very good about it, mm -hmm. uh, some kind of worry-free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just on, not just financially worry-free. I think be professor. That's you can do that. Not very rich, but you 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 are okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, but also mentally, you feel not in debt to anything, right? Mm -hmm. But life philosophy is a very interesting, probably difficult topic. Yeah. Everybody uh, is different, may not really accept. I mean, the way you, I live may not be really fit to others. Mm -hmm. And uh, at least trying to um, practice 
to do the work, whenever you need to do something, you do your best. That is my uh, own philosophy. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot do your best, you do what you can do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not really sick any of the whatever achievements um, you can talk about it. Right. Yeah. 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 No accolades or anything like that. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. And I am a Chinese uh, come out very low and uh, not really. Uh, expecting to be something, you know, uh, famous or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> that That's all. fair. There's th- another professor um, in mechanical engineering. You know, when I asked her that question, she was just like, "I live a very private life. I'm not really concerned with you know my reputation or anything like that. Like, I'm uh, a very private person." So she didn't have an answer either. I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That I, I will probably take similar the way. And I remember uh, recently I got a, a interview by a high schooler, and uh, her question is how you define success. Mm-hmm. And the poverty is the same, uh, similar uh, in spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Questions. Yeah, I, I I I told her that really is how you feel yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. You you feel you, do you fulfill your life and. Uh, Whatever goal you may have, right? You, you feel good about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a traditional Chinese uh, scholar or intellectual, uh, we seek the peace of mind with ourselves, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. Uh, always nature in that sense, mm-hmm. right? And uh, as a traditional way, you raise children so they grow up with some kind of uh, good life, mm-hmm. peaceful life, mm-hmm. and uh, all their own life. Mm-hmm. And um, that is most important, and that is important. Then, then you you live yourself. You feel useful mm-hmm. and feel peaceful. Mm-hmm. So, it's mind peacefulness in the mind. Probably is the most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Thank you so much for speaking with us today um, and sharing your experience and your your wisdom. Um, it's certainly been my honor to to do this podcast. I've been you know trying to prepare for it to make sure that I wouldn't be like super emotional, but. Yeah, so thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting me here. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting. <laughs> Make sure to visit us at uakron.edu forward slash diverse engineering to follow or share our podcast. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday and join us next Tuesday as we speak with Dr. Jose Alexis de Abreu Garcia. Keep rising. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Diverse Engineering. I want to thank GPD Group and Continental Contatech for their generous support of this podcast series. If you'd like to help ease the financial burden of our diverse graduate students in the College of Engineering and Polymer Science, please consider a donation. We need your help as community sponsors and listeners to support these students in any way you can. To donate, text WIE to 71777 or give online at uacron.edu slash giving slash WIE. Thank you to podcast host Ebony Bond, podcast editor Daniel Groen, WZIP general manager Chris Kepler, podcast creator Heidi Cressman, and the College of Engineering and Polymer Science for making this podcast a reality. This has been Gary Miller, president of the University of Akron. Go Zips!